Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 98, season four, two away from 100 of the Still City Insider podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside the esteemed Mr. Jim Wexel. Jim, how are you this fabulous Tuesday? I feel like I should have my Casey Hampton jersey on. <laughs> I used to be able to fit into one, but I, I've lost weight since, so I don't I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Awesome. And it's a big week. And I know that after this podcast, you're going to be heading to uh, the the NFL Combine. And we're going to get into that here in a little bit. But we got a few things we want to talk about. Just some, uh, I guess, kind of recent news uh, regarding the Steelers. The first being Mason Cole uh, was a candidate that people speculated could be cut. And that cut happened last week. Jim, your thoughts on that move? What does it mean for this team? Does it put a center in the first round of the draft for the Steelers? You know, I, I came into this offseason thinking that they would hold on to him the way they did Justin Hartwig in 2010 when they knew they needed to replace him. But he was still a veteran. And you can't say at free agency time that you're going to get Marquise Pouncey. So you need to keep a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of... uh throwing Hartwig back and buying somebody out, some other cheap guy and teaching him the system. And so they kept Hartwig and got Pouncey and then Pouncey showed right away. He could handle it. I mean, it was difficult for him. And he had also had a quarterback in Ben who could help him with, uh, with the coverage, uh, with the protections and all those kind of things, all those uh, calls that Pouncey has to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tough for a rookie center. So it's tough for a rookie center. So I thought they might keep Mason Cole. But, you know, the difference is Hartwig had uh, a low cap number. He had three years left on his contract, but it was a small bonus. So the minimal savings, uh, maybe a million. So they didn't need to cut him in May. And they also uh, didn't have a backup. Trey Essex was the only swing guy. There were no backup centers uh, on that roster. And Trey Essex had practiced a bit at center. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, um they needed Hartwig just in case. And Pouncey came on and they, and they, they caught Hartwig. And yeah. uh, it kind of promoted Doug Ligurski from practice squad to be the backup. Uh, There's so, a name I haven't heard in a while. Ligurski. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm writing a book on the history of the Steelers. So I've heard all the names. <laughs> well, I'm just talking about, you know, Doug Ligurski and, and depth at that center position, what's the depth now? Because you don't have Mason Cole. Who's who's the backup or who's the swing? That's right. That's where I was going. Okay. So, uh, you know, Cole, uh, they saved more money, uh, you know, just under $4 million. And um, their backups are, you've got Ciamalo who played center in college. James Daniels played center in the NFL. So those are, you can move a couple starters over. Spencer Anderson worked at center last camp. He was uh, the seventh round pick last year. Um, Ryan McCollum's been on the practice squad two years, a little longer than Ligurski was when he got promoted. Um, And uh, there's another name, I think, that escapes me. Oh, Herbig. Herbig, the guy who will probably start. So, I mean, they've got guys. I don't see them getting a cheap center in free agency. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our man Matt Steele suggested Connor Williams. Is that is that the right name? The Miami center mm-hmm. who went down with an ACL in week 14. I, I, I just absolutely cannot see that happening. 
Yeah. I, I mean, this whoever they sign, uh, in theory, would be uh, the bridge for the rookie. So you need the bridge before you start swimming, right? Or before yeah. you start walking across the water. Right. So um, anyway, I, I don't see this as a free agency move, but I definitely see them drafting one. And we, we've known that there are at least three really good centers and your then your guy Von Prawn and uh uh that's four. So uh, I think there's another one too. So um I, I would think they're gonna grab one in the draft and I suspect in the first round. Mm-hmm. So you'll definitely have some things to pay attention to when you're out there in, in Indy here later today. Let's shift gears a little bit, Jim, and the the talk about the quarterback position continues. And I know we were talking before we got on here about a, a report from you know the very reliable Chad Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson. Let's let's talk about that. Well, he said he knows for a fact that Russell Wilson's coming to Pittsburgh. And he's pretty adamant about it. I I don't I forget what show is on NFL network or something. That I, I don't, for one, I don't see it because what he's 35, 36 there as much as they, they talk, Hey, I, I still like him. I mean, I, I, it looks like you're going to disagree with me, but I think Russell Wilson might be the best guy to bring in, especially when you can get him at vet minimum, uh, some kind of weird contract guarantee that allows him to sign for vet minimum and still get the riches that Denver guaranteed him. Mm-hmm. So, um, it kind of makes sense. And I always liked Russell Wilson. I, I interviewed him at a combine. There's my combine story. It was a great interview. It was one-on-one. And I said, man, I really like this guy. They should draft him in the fourth round as a, as a, a, a sleeper. Like, well, I've missed on the sleeper because I think he got drafted in third round. third round. So I was thinking he was fifth or sixth round guy that you could grab in the fourth. But uh, so I always liked him. Uh, I haven't really paid much attention to what he's doing in Denver. But the thing is, they want Pickett. They want Pickett to to win the job. I mean, if Ryan Tannehill comes in or Mason Rudolph, they're going to probably be backups, and there will be a quicker um, uh, quicker pulling of Pickett if he struggles mm-hmm. uh, with those two. But Russell Wilson's going to come in and want to start. So yeah, yeah, I, I I feel like they need to add, you know, some veteran depth there at the position, but it. Russell Wilson, that would be the dumbest move that this team could make. I'm sorry. His well, why? I mean, are you calling me dumb? I, no, I, I'm I, not I, calling you dumb. I mean, I can I, just, I don't see it happening. I don't see yeah. any them signing anyone, but go ahead. Why do you yeah, hate him? I just so just just staring at him. Just oh, I don't despise him, but just <laughs> looking at this objectively. <laughs> but if you, you hear these analysts talk about, oh, he'd be a great fit in Pittsburgh, he would make this team a Super Bowl contender. The window for for high performance from Russell Wilson, that window has closed. It's not there anymore. And the the big thing for me is just watching how his teammates in Denver responded to his leadership. It wasn't good. And if he couldn't connect with those players and lead that team or just rally the guys together, what's, what would make us believe that he's going to be able to do that in Pittsburgh? So that intangible at the quarterback position, that leadership, I don't think he has it. And I think, you know, if you think he's going to come in here and, and take over the helm and and lead this team, I, I just think it's a, that would be a horrible, horrible move <laughs> in my opinion. And, you know, the, the Broncos gave up everything for him and he, he went there and he did nothing. And look at the, the uh, turmoil that existed between him and John Payton, where he was benched 
there towards the end of the season. So I just think it's it's good clickbait, but it would be a bad move. I think Omar Khan and and um, I always mess up his last name. Andy Weidel will uh, make a, a, the right decision here. I don't see that happening. Okay, well, Mike Tomlin's in charge. Do we have to go through this again? Mike Tomlin will make the decision. <laughs> well, I think Tomlin knows too. I think well, I don't going to set the board. And if Tomlin walks in and looks at the board and says, "Move this guy up," why well, don't got to move him up? Why? Why? That's I like a coach. Look how well it's done for the Steelers. That's the yeah. Steelers way. Coach runs the show. I, I'm okay with that, but I think I think Tomlin knows. And head coaches talk. I just I don't see it. I think it would be a, a oh, very yeah. Okay, you're, you're laughing at Russell Wilson. I thought you were laughing at me saying Tomlin no, has no. Andy Wilder. Jim, I would never laugh at you. First of all, because I have the uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I've heard that from people I thought were close to me. I'm loyal, Jim. I'll tell you that. So you know, there's a there's a phrase I just heard. Uh, somebody was talking about astrology, and he goes, "Yeah, Pisces are sen- sensual, but they're not loyal." <laughs> so, for the one Pisces out there who might be listening, that's for her. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm a Gemini, so I'm not a Pisces, so I can't I can't speak to that. But anyway, let's uh, let's bring this to a close here. So you're leaving after this cast here uh, to to head out to the combine. What's it like, Jim? I mean, you're covering 330 athletes. Um, what, what's that experience like being out there talking to the guys, watching them uh, in the underwear Olympics? What's your take on it? Well, we don't get to watch. I mean, there was a selected few. You know, Peter King picks five guys out, and or something like that. I I don't know. I never tried to get in line to be the in the elite crowd because I'm doing interviews. Mm-hmm. I, I, they 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 heard these guys through like the first day will be uh, offensive or defensive line and linebackers the first day, and so I signed up for a transcript to interview Jeremiah Trotter. Okay, I thought that would be interesting because the guy I really want to talk to, the NC State kid, is in the next group and somebody had already signed up for him. So um, I'm going to do the Jeremiah Trotter transcript of the entire interview there's a mob that stands around like nine ten podiums at the Mm -hmm. same time and uh you know everything is transcribed so it's really difficult to get uh information to suit you and your site Mm -hmm. uh as as uh, the only site to have that news and you know that's kind of why the advantages of going there are diminished by all the transcripts that get sent out to everyone who wasn't there mm-hmm. uh, after the, the combine. So it's very frustrating. Sometimes you can get some information off to the side. Uh, and I, I used to be able to do that. I used to do it. And, 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 and I, I also know the difference between a, um, official visit, an unofficial visit, a scout stopping by to jot his name down. Did you meet with the Steelers? Yeah. Well, a scout walked up and said, what's your name? Checked it off and said, okay, that's meeting with the Steelers to some people. And it gets on a list on the internet. And But uh, there are official visits. And then I, I, I remember Jesse Bates telling me he met with Art Rooney, Kevin Colbert, and uh, Mike Tomlin, and uh, a couple other dignitaries. It was those are the guys they really are looking at. And they ended up drafting a safety that year, Terrell Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Probably should have drafted Jesse Bates. They couldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, so it's very hectic, very trying, a lot of walking, a lot of standing, a lot of mobs. 
a lot of really, really, really bad questions. What do you, how do you think you'll run in the 40? You know, tomorrow they're going to run the 40. What is this quote going to, how is it going to help you when he's going to run it tomorrow? And you're going to, well, he expected to run a 4-4. He only ran a 4-5. Cares. You're just wasting everybody's time. Uh, And and it's, it's a lot of um, college geeks. Call mm-hmm. fantasy draft geeks that get in there and uh, uh, really gum up the works with the repetitive questions. Uh, it, it, it it's nauseating. Wow! <laughs> sorry. Wow! I'm sorry. Hey. It is it is the worst event I cover every year. Wow! I th- see. I thought you were going to say like, ah, oh, this is an uplifting event. This is the start of spring. It kicks off the. Hmm. Interesting. You no. Know, when when you come home, like last year, it, it rained the whole way home. On the way there was tornado warnings. I, I took some video, and uh, um, it's brutal. And but when you get home, then you can look and say, you know, it's March. Spring yeah. might be coming soon. That's when spring's coming. Spring's not coming right now. There's a lot of headaches and a lot of work and hotel rooms, and and mm-hmm. I'm still working on my book. And so. You rant about Russell Wilson. I'll rant about the combine. And you could say this is episode 98, the Casey Hampton rant. <laughs> I I will. That's going to be the title. One last question here. So I'm very goal-oriented. So when you go to an event like this, you know, as as a uh, sports journalist, what what is your primary goal? When you leave there, do you have something uh, that you say, all right, I did this. This is what I wanted to accomplish in terms of the work that you're going to create from this. Do you have a target like that, that you set for yourself? How do you evaluate your success just in covering this type of event? I, I just go one day at a time. I'm, you know, I used to really uh, watch all kind of tape all day long and, and be ready with specific questions. That's when I was married. You know, I was home trying to waste time. Now <laughs> I'm like, I'm busy. You know, I got this loyal Pisces that, that, don't want to talk to me anymore and and uh, a book to write because I got to feed myself, right? Yeah. So I'm a lot bit, and plus I can't pay for cable. It's too expensive. So I don't get the, I, whatever's on YouTube. Now, after the combine, I'll come home and really uh, soak up the YouTubes. But uh, before I'm not, I haven't been doing, like say Jeremiah Trotter, say there was a play that he made that really interested me because it showed maybe great hustle. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Trent Williams was a tackle prospect and the Steelers were looking at tackles. He ran a guy down on a fumble recovery at the one yard line. It was a a defensive back. I I never saw such hustle out of a big man. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So I, I, I could ask him about his hustle, his desire. Why didn't you just give up on that play? Things like that. Um, so, uh, I, I used to have more questions ready. Now I'm going to let it come to me which I, I'm not doing our readers a favor by that. And I will get back to that. This book will be done and then I'll settle into a better routine next year. Uh, maybe I'll have a, a, a Scorpio uh, instead of a Pisces. I think this is the astrology episode. I think that's, I'm a Scorpio. See, and, and really we're the only signs that can put up with each other. Mm, nice. Nice. <laughs> well, I think that that's a good good ending for for episode ninety eight. I, I think we, we we hit on three three good good topics there, and uh, I don't want to hold you up. You got to get on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll be thinking hey, about it. Omar Khan might be talking right now. See, here's the thing. Uh, uh, well, I'm 
I should say my uh, my apologies. Omar Khan had a death in his family, and uh, my condolences to Omar and his family. Um, but he was supposed to talk last night to a group of, of writers, Pittsburgh writers, and then today at the podium for the entire NFL crowd. And that transcript will get around, so I'm not going to miss anything, and he's not going to tell us anything anyway. Mm. So uh, I didn't go today because I'm trying to save money for the hotel rooms that I'll have to stay in all week. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm more interested in the players, and I'll see that Omar Khan transcript, and it'll be all over the internet anyway for free. I want stuff that that our paying customers are going to appreciate as you know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not solo news, but it's 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 our own. We, we our, it's our inside information that we're finding out. That's the other thing. You, you do run into uh, coaches and scouts and former players. Uh, I remember I ran into Rod Woodson. And he was uh, scouting for the Raiders. He was scouting DBs. And uh, he gave me a nice talk about what the Steelers need in their DB, how they haven't had a leader back there since Troy, and they really could use that. And, and so those are the interviews you get off to the side. And when you see them in the lobby, that, that's good stuff. And I've, you know, I've been there so many times and I've been covering the team for 28 years, 29. And um, I know a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the fun of the combine, but otherwise it's, it's a task. Yeah. It's a task. Well, but anyway, I, thanks for asking and thanks for letting me get all that off my chest. Oh, no problem. I mean, this is just a it's this is cathartic every time we get on here, right? For for both of us. So we get to vent and you know, kind of air our grievances. So, but I'm sure that I speak for the still city insider uh readers that we're looking forward to the work that comes out of this from you. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna be invaluable, lots of insight there. So no pressure at all, Jim. Uh, but that's going to do it for, for episode number 98. We'll see you back here for 99 next week where Jim's going to share all his stories from the Combine. Uh, and then, Jim, anything you want to add before we close out? No, you know, my books are on sale at jimwexel.com. Olamalu on the clock is a draft story. And Steeler Nation, someone just uh, ordered a Steeler Nation book from 2007 Road Trip. It, uh, it's, it's about, and I only have one box left, it's about the... Uh, those Super Bowl teams. It was right in the middle of those Super Bowl teams. Mike Tomlin's first season. I did a road trip around the country, went to games. All it, it was my best-selling book. It was uh, highly, highly uh, acclaimed. Yeah. Ed Bouchette wrote a raving review on it, and people liked it. So it, that's available too. Hey, that's at jimwexel.com. All right. So check out Jim's work, jimwexel.com, the Still City Insider. Uh, follow him on X at Jim Wexel. Give me a follow at Still Study. We will see you back here next week for episode 99 of the Still City Insider podcast. Jim, safe travels. Thanks, buddy. Take, right, care. take care. 